Hello and welcome to Let's Dive In. It's our little podcast where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the universe and everything in it. I'm Phil. And I'm Julie. So let's dive in. Welcome back. God, we should have said that in the intro. It's so good to be back. Another nine episodes of your questions about science and our amazing jokes. Your silly jokes, Phil, you mean. And the answers to those questions, of course. Fine. Can we settle it? Just my jokes. Um, And before we get started, please say and listen to the end because we've got an amazing fun fact section right now, right there at the back, right at the end. So if you if you miss it, you'll regret it. Uh, And what are we starting off our new series with, Julie? Well, we are starting with this. Why do tadpoles blow bubbles? Tadpoles blow bubbles? I didn't even know they blew bubbles. Well, it looks like they do. And why was Nova thinking about this? Well, basically what happened is my husband, Dearest, took the kids out for a walk earlier this year, around February time. And he came home with a bucket of frog spawn. As as you do. As you do, exactly. So, Oh, sorry, I should interrupt here. Quick disclaimer. Taking frog spawn from ponds in Ireland is technically illegal unless you are a teacher and doing this for teaching purposes. So please don't do this unless you are allowed to do it. However, where I'm based in England, this isn't the rule. We are allowed to take frog spawn from local ponds as long as we make sure that we look after all the little frog spawn as they develop into tadpoles and then further into little froglets and we release them back into their ponds where they came from in the first place which is what we did all right back to the episode now a quick panic buy of a second-hand fish tank which had no lid by the way meant that we then had about 200 or so little new housemates 200 that that's a lot of frogs well they weren't quite frogs yet they were frog spawn so they are tiny at this stage Anyway, after a couple of weeks when they've gone through their metamorphosis, which means that they've transformed from frog spawn into tiny little tadpoles, Nova noticed that there were these tiny little bubbles on the surface of the water uh, near the walls of the tank. And so hence the question. Okay, and were you able to answer the question? No, no, I'm no tadpole expert. But we've got one right now, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. We've got this guy. My name is uh, Kurt Schwank. I'm a professor at the University of Connecticut in the United States. Um, And I am a research scientist who studies kind of odd things like mostly lizards and snakes and sometimes amphibians too. And uh, just recently I started studying tadpoles, which probably most people know are um, actually little baby frogs. And and so he's, he's a tadpole expert. Yeah, exactly. What a job title. Uh, can we get to hearing his answer, please? I mean, the suspense is, is, is killing me here. Okay, hold your breath and let's dive in. One day, Kurt was sitting in his lap. He was feeding the tadpoles to the salamanders that he's studying. Sorry, kids, that is the way it is. Anyway, as he was watching the little tadpoles swimming around with the salamanders... And all of a sudden, this tadpole swam up to the top of the tank and something happened. I don't know what. It just kind of went bloop. And there was a bubble left. And then it swam down. And suddenly I noticed that all the tadpoles were doing that now and then. 
and they usually left behind this little bubble. Using his snazzy camera kit, Kurt managed to get a slow motion video of the tadpoles. I love it. I love blowing it. Film, these bubbles. Just to cut in there. I'm, no, no, I'm cutting in there. I think we need to get rid of all sound effects and you just need to do them because that was a perfect slow motion. That's the only voice that I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what did he use this uh, slow motion camera for? What I saw was that they're not just going to the top and blowing a bubble. Before they blow that bubble, first they suck a bubble. Suck a bubble, that sounds weird. It totally does. But there's a really good physics reason for it. It's because the tadpoles are tiny. They are so tiny that when they swim up to the surface of the water to take a breath, they literally cannot get to the air above the water. They can't get to it because water at the surface has what's called surface tension. Ah yes, surface tension! Let's cut the tension and let's talk about it. Let's dive in. Well, actually, if we were tadpoles, we'd not be able to break the water surface. So we just like jump and then boing, bounce off. So we need to talk about the structure of water. How is it put together? Imagine you are the size of a tadpole swimming around. You're swimming up and up. Ready to take a breath. You get to the air, but you get to the top and... Boing. We need to know why they... Boing. So, let's get even smaller. Let's look at what the water is made of. Now, water is made up of two elements called hydrogen and oxygen. And these elements are the basic building blocks of life on Earth. Now, these hydrogens and oxygens stick together and they make something called a water molecule. And water molecules are polar molecules. This means that these bits of water are going to act a little bit like magnets and stick to each other. They have a positive end and a negative end. And if arranged in the right way, like those little trains on wooden tracks, then they will stick to each other. So you can just think of them as being sticky, okay? So they're always kind of bouncing off of one another and then they'll stick and maybe separate and stick. But at the surface, they, they don't have other water molecules above them to interact with or to stick to. So they stick extra hard to the ones that they're right next to. Then there's this thin layer of water molecules at the surface of the water that are extra sticky. So they're not bouncing. They're not moving around. Instead, they form what's a bit like a thin membrane, a bit like a thin layer of cling film that's sitting right on top of the water. That stickiness, if you're big and strong like we are, you don't even notice it. You just stick your finger in it, whatever. It practically doesn't exist. But if you're really tiny and weak, those sticky molecules, it's like a wall and they can't get to it. Boing. I feel an experiment coming on. I think it's that time. What have you got for us, Phil? What's the experiment? So for this little experiment, I thought we'd do something that has a little bit of snazziness about it and unexpectedness. Uh, it, it also has a cool name. Uh, it's got soap, it's got boats and things that float. So uh, what do you think we should call it? Soapy, Soapy floaty, 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 floaty. Yes. Yay! Oh, I like this. It's good. It's a really good experiment. Well, you need to. I need to check that you've got all the bits with me. So let's do this rapidly. Okay. Okay. Have you got a baking tray with some water? Yes, I have a baking tray with water. 
Okay. Have you got uh, scissors? Yes. Okay. Have you got a carton with carbon carton of milk, like a cardboard thing that you have? I have some cardboard. Yes. Perfect. Have you got a hole punch? Not essential, but if you have it, it helps. Yep. Have you got some washing up liquid and an eyedropper or like a pipette? Washing up liquid, nice green colour and a red eyedropper. Super. Okay. So the first stage of this, what we're going to do is we're going to create our little mini boat. So what I want you to do is to take your little cardboard piece, which can be a milk carton or anything else. And I want you to cut a rectangle out of it. Get help if you need it. But it's about four centimetres by two centimetres. So about the size of, say, half a credit card. So if you want to cut a credit card. card, Actually, don't don't cut a credit. We wouldn't recommend that at all. Done. Got it. Good. So then if you have a hole punch, what I'd like you to do is to put a hole right in the middle of this small little card. Got it. Oh, that sounded good. And now what you're going to do is you're going to cut a little section less than the width of that circle all the way from one side into the middle of it. Like a keyhole. Yes, exactly. Good one. Like a keyhole. Uh, If you haven't got a hole punch, you can obviously do this with just the scissors. So it's like a circle in the middle and then a line down to one of the sides. Gotcha. All done. From the opposite side, now we're going to do the front of a boat is kind of pointy. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut off each of the corners opposite this kind of where the, the line is. So you should have a pointy bit at the front, the bow at, at, at the front, and then a flat okay, bit with a gap nice. in it. I at got the a back little boat. It looks more like a house to me with a keyhole, but um, boat works. Too. Fantastic. And you've got a little boat, and we're going to make a float. So you are going to sit that into your water, and it should float because of the surface tension that's on the top of it. Yes, it does. So it's like it's sitting on that cling film layer of the top layer of the water that we were talking about earlier. Perfect. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to take our washing up liquid and our pipette and we're going to take a little bit of washing up liquid into our pipette and we're going to aim it right in the hole over our little boat, the hole that we have in the middle of our boat. And the pointy end should be pointing out into the middle of the water. Well, Phil, I hope you don't mind, but I had a go at doing this experiment with my kids, Nova and Tycho. And here is the result. What just happened? You put a bit of soap there, then it just whizzed straight across. It whizzed straight across the woods, didn't it? Wasn't that cool? How does that work? Okay, so the surface tension on the top, like we said, like the boat is floating, but the soap is a surfactant or it breaks down the surface tension. So what's actually happening is that when you put the soap in the middle, the small notch at the back of the boat is the only way for the soap to disperse or get out of it. And it breaks down the surface tension at the back. You've got more surface tension at the front of the boat. So the boat effectively gets sucked along and flies around doing mass, massively speedy stuff and looking snazzily awesome. And just for fun, we also gave them a little race. It turned out to be quite competitive. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. With a great soapy, boaty, floaty race. Yeah. Okay, on your marks. Get set. Go. Blob. Oh, you're cheating. I won again. I won. I want to go back to the tadpoles because they clearly, because they're so tiny, they can't break that surface tension. But they also don't have any of this marvellous washing up liquid. So we wanted to know, what do they do instead? How do they get to the air? How do they break the 
the top layer of water molecules to get to the air. So what Kurt said was that they stick their mouth to that undersurface of the water. They literally stick to that membrane of water molecules and they make a little round hole of their mouth and they suck. And when they suck, that's that membrane of the surface of the water gets pulled down into their mouth. And then they close their mouth, which pinches off the little bubble of air. Then, as they grow, they become bigger and stronger, and they can swim fast enough to break through that sticky water surface and take a breath. <gasps> so that's how the bubble gets sucked in by the tadpole. But Nova saw bubbles coming out of the tadpole. Right, so where were we? Oh yes, the tadpole has sucked in a bubble. They hold that bubble in their mouth or throat for just a moment, and then they squeeze their throat, with the, but they close their mouth. And when they close their mouth but squeeze their throat, that air has to go somewhere. And where it goes is it gets pushed back uh, and it's forced into their lungs. But after they fill their lungs, there's still a bunch of air left over in their mouth. And so they then open their mouth, squeeze their throat again, and boop, a little bubble pops out. So that's the bubble you see. This is so different to how we breathe. We just take a breath in and take a breath out. Breathe in, breathe out. It is, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. We use our ribs, we contract our muscles that make our ribs spread apart, making the space inside our chest bigger. And so something has to fill that space, so air rushes in. And then you relax those muscles and everything snaps back into their rightful place. Now, tadpoles, they breathe very differently to us. It is a two-stage process. You have to make your mouth and throat bigger, and you suck air into your mouth. And then you close your mouth, close your nose, squeeze the air into your lungs. Then empty your lungs into your mouth and blow it out to your nose into the air. But Phil, how do they go from being the bubble suckers that are doing the boop in and boop out thing to being those land-dwelling air breathers? Well, I asked Kurt that very question. That's just what they're stuck with. So even when the tadpole's big enough and can break through the surface tension and breathe air, it still has to just suck a bubble of air into its throat and then push it into its lungs. It has, it's just a mechanism that they've inherited they haven't figured out another way to do it yet. Oh, that's so cool. So even when they're on land, they're still doing the boop in and boop out yeah. thing. Boop. 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 Okay, I don't know about you, Phil, but tadpoles are officially my favorite animal. Yes, we've learned that they boop, breathe by sucking bubbles and booping them back out again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That sounds so funny. Um, and they also use their mouth and throats to suck the bubble in rather than their ribs like we do. And that when they're so tiny, they're not big enough or strong enough to break the water surface session to get that air to breathe. Now, before we sign off, we have got one more little thing that we want to share with you. And this is our amazing new fun fact segment. Um, so tune in. It's, stay tuned. It's like the next bit, Julie. Like if just like if they wait for like yeah, two seconds. I know, I know. <laughs> like two seconds. So... 
Stay tuned for uh, the last little bit of our show where we will be sharing one more tadpole fact. Which is happening right now. Like right now? Now? So, we're doing something new this season. We've got a new amazing fun fact segment for the podcast that we want to share with you. Yeah, we may want to shorten the title from Amazing Fun Fact Segment, although it does have a certain ring to it, which is nice. And what else is nice is that we've managed to snag an intern who's joining us. (laughs) Now, we would feel bad just asking them to get us coffee all the time. Yes, and it would have been tricky too, given that we're all in different countries. Yeah, I would have probably been being cold by the time she got it over here. So, instead, we've asked her to search, find and tell us a fun fact. Sorry, an amazing fun fact. So, you know, no pressure. Ashlyn, welcome to Let's Dive In. Woohoo, intern, welcome. Hi, great to be here. So, Ashlyn, apart from fake getting his coffee, doing filing, uh, which is what interns do. Julie, do we have any filing? Yeah, we've got some of those iron filings left over from that experiment the other day. I, I, I don't think that's for it. Uh, never mind. Uh, yes, so Ashlyn, apart from uh, being our intern, uh, why are you here? Well, I am on a quest of discovery. (laughs) That that, that sounds daunting. Uh, What? (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm studying science communication here in Ireland, and I'm just so excited to share some of the awesome things I've discovered that are just hidden in plain sight all around us. I mean, life's just a little bit more fun when you stop and ask, why is that? And then go on little adventures trying to, you know, find out for yourself. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and then you dive in. I like this. Yeah, so super excited to be here to nerd out with you both and to share some surprising and, yes, amazing facts that were completely new to me and just blew my mind. Oh, Phil, she sounds so great. She's super enthusiastic, really friendly and so American. It's so American. No, she does sound <laughs> cool. Maybe a little too cool. Uh, we've, signed, we've signed our contracts, right? Do you want to be too yeah, amazing? Yeah, yeah, we got them. We're sorted. We're okay. You know, I can hear you, right? Uh, oh, hey, Ashlyn. Hey. Yes. Yes, we did know that, of course. I forgot that it's normally just us, actually, in fairness. Yeah, go on then. All right, all right. Let's, let's get to it then. Ashlyn, what's your fact? Kick it. Okay. I'm going to let you both in on an undercover mystery about tadpoles. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that as they metamorphose or transform, it takes tadpoles weeks to slowly grow their two froggy back legs? And yet nothing seems to be going on up front? Yes, yes, I did notice that. And in fact, we had some tadpoles earlier this year in the house. And then it was as if one day they only had back legs. And then the next day, their front legs had just gone and come out of nowhere. Exactly. So how do these sly polywogs do it? Well, (laughs) I did some digging and I found out that these little masters of disguise are actually growing their front legs at the same rate as their visible hind legs. It's just all happening inside a hidden compartment under their chin called a gill pouch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh... Tadpoles have secret arms. Yeah. So once the tadpole is ready to climb out of the water, drop their disguise and go full frog, poppity pop, out come their fully formed front legs. So what you're saying is that tadpoles grow their front legs inside their bodies right up until they start hopping about on land? That is cool. That is, I did not know. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that is, she lived up to the title. We might keep you, Ashling. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Hey, hey, I got a one. I got a good one. Yeah. Tadpoles have a pretty handy place for growing their arms. Oh, oh. We, Julie, we might not keep you with jokes like that. What? That's, that's what? Hey, cool. I learn 
from the best here. <laughs> Actually, fair. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us up for the fun fact. You are welcome. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. <gasps> Phil. Yes. Phil, she was good. She was good. We should keep her. She was pretty good. Yeah, maybe she's got a good fun fact for next week for our show all about farts. Oh. Thank you all so much for making it to the end of our Let's Dive In show. We love making these shows for you. But of course, there's more to it than just having some fun. This show wouldn't be possible without Science Foundation Ireland. Our coordinators, Lorna, Sharon and Avian at UCD Explore. And of course, the one who oversees it all, Nikki Coughlin. And the one who oversees Nikki and everything else, Suzanne Kelly. Finally, a big, huge and giant thank you goes to you, our listeners, for listening and also for sending in your questions. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. So please like, share, subscribe and give us a review if you've enjoyed it. And if you feel so inclined, I mean, we're very much obliged. So thank you and, and bye. bye.